WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Fred Upton says former President Donald Trump still has a lot of voters on his side and could be a strong candidate in 2024 if he runs. You've got the base voters that are really upset that things didn't go their way Mm -hmm. and they're loyal as can be. Upton's leaving office at the end of the year. While he thinks Trump will be hard to stop, he and several other Republicans voted to impeach the former president and approve the January 6th committee. There were 35 of us that voted for a bipartisan commission uh, to look at this. Our group is actually a little bit stronger than than what the numbers show. Upton appeared on CNN State of the Union over the weekend. More oil needs to be produced to affect gas prices. U.S. Energy Secretary and former Michigan Governor Jennifer Granholm said over the weekend it'll be expensive this summer to travel anywhere. We have to, all countries, increase supply in this moment because demand is also increasing. On CNN State of the Union, Granholm said she does not want to get rid of the gasoline and fuel tax because they fund road repairs. The average price in Michigan was down five cents a gallon to start out the day. The price is still up 82 cents in the past month and two dollars more than last year. Benton Township police are looking for a murder suspect after three people were shot and one died early Sunday morning. A 28-year-old woman died after being taken to Spectrum Health Lakeland, while a 33-year-old woman was shot several times and airlifted to Bronson Methodist Hospital in Kalamazoo. A man was also shot in the toe and arrived at Spectrum Health Lakeland while police were investigating. Officers learned there had been a large party in the area of Ogden and Willow Creek Drive that night. Any witnesses are urged to call the Benton Township Police Department. There will be two town hall meetings in July for people to learn more about the Marquette Greenway Trail Project. The Marquette Greenway is a trail being constructed between Chicago and New Buffalo. It could be extended further into Michigan after that. Work is taking place in segments, the next of which will connect New Buffalo to the Indiana state line. The work starts in the spring of 2023. In an effort to inform the community, there will be open houses for people to get their questions answered. They're scheduled for Thursday, July 7th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at New Buffalo Township Hall and Saturday, July 23rd from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at New Buffalo City Hall. Everyone's invited to attend so they can learn more about the project. As negotiations continue on Michigan's fiscal year 2023 budget, the Michigan Department of Transportation and budget analysts are trying to prepare with an eye on new federal infrastructure dollars coming in. Speaking on the latest MDOT Talking Michigan Transportation podcast, State House Fiscal Agency Transportation Analyst Bill Hamilton said things are unique with an infusion of federal funds through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. We anticipate receiving an additional $384.7 million from federal sources in 2023 as compared to the 2022 baseline. Hamilton said budget analysts kept having to adjust their expectations as more federal funding came in. However, he notes after the new cash, Michigan still does not generate enough transportation revenue to keep up its roads. Nobody likes to raise taxes, and so if you vote to increase fuel taxes or registration taxes, that is a tax increase. Nobody wants to do that. Hamilton says more money comes from from vehicle registration fees and from the gas tax. He also notes gas tax revenue continues to go down and will continue to do so. He believes the reason for a lack of a solution is simple. Lawmakers don't want to raise taxes. A new Chief Inclusion, Equity, Diversity, and Sustainability Officer has been hired by BHSH System. 
That's the healthcare system created with the merger of Spectrum Health and Beaumont Health, which includes Spectrum Health Lakeland here in St. Joseph. Carlos Cubia is coming to the company from Walgreens Boots Alliance, where he served as senior vice president, global chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer since 2017. At BHSH, his role with the organization will be fostering a culture of belonging and helping it to improve equity and sustainability. BHSH CEO Free Stecker says Kubia will help the company build on, quote, the progress we've made toward building an inclusive, equitable, and diverse organization focused on a culture of belonging. Economic experts say the Federal Reserve's latest rate hike is expected to keep markets on edge this week. David Sowerby's managing director and portfolio manager at Ancora and told us what events could be needed to get stock prices moving higher. In July, we'll start to get second quarter corporate profit reports. Expectations have been going down. And if companies are able to continue to show growth in both profits as well as sales and give good guidance for the balance of 2022, I think that could be the important catalyst to getting prices starting to stabilize perhaps moving higher. Last week, the S&P 500 logged its worst weekly performance since March of 2020, losing 5.8% after falling into a bear market Monday. Wall Street's closed today, while markets observed Juneteenth for the first time. Despite the ongoing delays and cancellations at airports nationwide, people still want to fly. Matthew Berner is the managing director for Intrepid Travel and says, if you're nervous about booking ahead, they offer some flexibility. We have a full flexible booking policy. We hold your funds and you can book on to another trip later. And heaven forbid, you are unfortunate to come down with COVID, either for the first or second time, or maybe the third time. Um, you can change your travel plans up to the day you travel with, with our COVID policy. So it really does take a lot of stress out of, out of booking early, if you like. There were cancellations at Detroit Metro Airport this morning. However, airports in Lansing, Flint, Grand Rapids, and Traverse City were flying on schedule. And fireworks sales tents are now popping up in area parking lots and on street corners. But which fireworks are legal, safe to use, and where? Nawar Youssef says he explains all that to customers of his extreme fireworks tent in Highland Township, Michigan. So if you tell me you got neighbors next to you, I'm going to definitely not let you get the ones that fan. And if you tell me you got trees right above you, we're going to stick with the fountains that stay between... 10 and 15 feet off the ground that just shower sparks. Yosef says he also makes sure his customers know when it's legal to light off the fireworks. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. As bipartisan negotiations on gun legislation continue, President Biden says he's confident current talks will lead to legislation. ABC's Ike Agiochi is in Washington with more. President Biden feels confident Democrats and Republicans will get a deal done on gun safety reform. Senate talks started in response to the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. So far, lawmakers came up with proposals for mental health support and illegal gun trafficking. Still, Biden says lawmakers can go further. It would be better if we had better uh, regulation of the sale of firearms nationally and nationally mandated. Ike Ajachi, ABC News, Washington. Despite the heavy influx of weapons from the West, Ukrainian forces are outgunned by Russians in the battle for the eastern Donbass region, where fighting is largely being carried out by way of artillery exchanges. While the Russians can keep, have, keep up heavy, continuous fire for hours at a time, the defenders can't match the enemy, either in weapons or ammunition, and have to use their ammo more judiciously. 
One problem is Western defense industries can't turn out weapons fast enough. Another is the Ukrainians need training on Western-supplied hardware. The president could soon decide if the cost of gas might drop at least 18 cents a gallon. ABC's Andy Field explains. 18 cents. That's the current federal gas tax. The president considering taking a holiday from that extra cost on every gallon. Well, I hope I have a decision based on that I'm looking for by, uh, by the end of the week. But that federal gas tax helps pay for an already underfunded highway pot of money to fix roads and bridges. President Biden looking to do anything he can to lower gas prices. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. A Nebraska man has pleaded guilty in federal court to making death threats against Colorado's top elections official. The case was investigated and prosecuted by a federal task force devoted to protecting elections workers who've been subject to increasing threats since the 2020 presidential election. Prosecutors say Travis Ford of Lincoln pleaded guilty in Denver to fe- in federal court to s- sending threats on social media to Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, a national advocate for election security. The plea was announced by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Colorado. Ford faces up to two years in prison when he's sentenced October 6th. Young children are starting to line up for COVID vaccinations nationwide. Morph maybe sees David, uh, Derek Dennis. The first shots are already going into young arms. Low-dose Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines for children as young as six months old. Pfizer doses will be given in three shots over 11 weeks for kids up to four years old. Moderna doses will be in two shots one month apart for children up to five. So what's a parent to do if their child's age or even their birthday is right on the line? If they're right on that cusp, you maybe want to talk to your pediatrician or family. Physician. White House COVID response coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha, he says the goal is to get every young child vaccinated now that they're eligible. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Two Towson University dorms that were once named for signers of the Declaration of Independence who enslaved hundreds are being renamed for the school's first black graduate. The Baltimore Sun reports the University System of Maryland Board of Regents voted Friday in support of University President Kim Schatzel's request to rename the dorms for Marvis Barnes and Myra Harris. They were the university's first black students and graduated in 1959 after segregation was outlawed. The buildings were previously named for William Packa and Charles Carroll, elected officials and Declaration of Independence signers who enslaved hundreds of people. Their names were removed last year after years of pressure from students and the Board of Regents' approval to rename the buildings. The hunt for answers about the police response to the Evaldi school shooting continues today, not far from the campus where the massacre took place. More from ABC's Jim Ryan in Texas. The hearings that began last week... The investigative committee on the Rob Elementary resumed today when the Texas House Investigative Committee on the Rob Elementary School shooting was gaveled into session. The panel will hear from a school police officer, two city officers, and a Texas state trooper. As with the previous hearings, this one is happening behind closed doors. The committee plans to issue a report by mid-July. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. Israel's weakened coalition government has decided to dissolve parliament and call for a new election. The vote expected later this year could bring about the return of a nationalist religious government led by former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu or another prolonged period of political gridlock. In a nationally televised news conference, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said Monday disbanding the government wasn't easy, but he called it the right decision for Israel. 
And for sale, one slightly used Nobel Peace Prize. ABC's Sherry Preston explains why it's on the auction block. Russian independent journalist Dmitry Muratov won the Nobel Peace Prize last year for his work on an independent newspaper critical of the Putin regime. The Kremlin shut it down in March when he and others spoke out against the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Muratov had already donated the half-million-dollar award that comes with the Nobel Peace Prize. Now he's donating the actual medal, with the proceeds going to UNICEF's Fund for Ukrainian Children. His hope, he says, is that those orphaned by the war will have a chance at a future. As of early Monday, the high bid was $550,000. Sherry Preston, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.